This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hope everyone is well. As we enter Parashas Truma, we start to discuss the building of the Mishkan, of this beautiful house, a building that Kodesh Baruch Hu can call his home, where he can rest, where he can come visit us, where he can be with us, as well as the kalim, the many utensils that make up this beautiful building. But before we even discuss the Mishkan and how it's made, there's an amazing medrash that I'd like to share with everyone. The medrash tells us that when the Jewish, when the Malachim heard that Hashem has a plan to build a Mishkan, to build a dwelling in this world, the Malachim ran to Kodesh Baruch Hu and said, Why? Why bother? Why are you going to lower yourself to a, to a human life? Why are you going to bring yourself to people that are going to sin? They're bad. They're evil. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to do wrong. Why do you want to go down there? Stay here with us. Stay in Shemayim with us. We don't do our various. We don't sin. We won't hurt you. We won't upset you. We won't let you down. Why do you want to go down there? Similar argument was made. Chazal tell us that when Hashem wanted to give the Bnei Yisrael the Torah, the Malachim gave the same pitch. Why? Why do you want to be involved with a group of people that are ultimately going to hurt you? They're ultimately going to rebel against you. They're going to cause you pain. And here also, the Malachim ran to HaKadosh Baruch and said, Why? Why do you want to dwell in this world? Why do you want to come down to a world of people that are going to let you down? And the Medrash's response is unbelievable. Hashem tells Moshe, Hashem tells the Malachim, No. I am going to bring down my presence to this world because of one human being. There's one person that makes it all worth it. You're right. Many people, the majority of the people and the bulk of the people are going to do things that are going to upset me. But there's something that one person did in this world. And for that, I want to be on this world. And the Medrash tells us it was Aaron HaKoyen. When Aaron HaKoyen said... That I'm okay, I'm fine with the fact that my brother is going to be the ruler. And I, the older brother, will not be the ruler. I'll be assistant ruler. I'll be assistant leader of the Jewish people. And I'm fine with it. I'm happy with it. Hashem said, for me, that's worth it. That is the reason for me to come into this world and for me to have a place, to have a makam, to have my own location in this world. The Medrash is telling us something so important about the Mishkan. Or even more so, if we want Hashem to dwell in us, we want to have a place where Hashem feels comfortable, what do we have to realize? We have to realize our tafkir hachayim. We have to say to ourselves, it's not always about what I want, and my covet and my glory. It's about what Hashem wants of me. And Aaron HaKoyin said, Hashem doesn't want me to be the leader of the Jewish people. He wants my brother to do it. And you know what, said Aaron HaKoyin, I'm thrilled to be assistant to my brother. Despite the fact that Aaron was the older brother. Despite the fact that Aaron was leading the people till Moshe came to Mitzrayim. Aaron said, I'm thrilled. No problem, Hashem. Because I'm here to serve you. That's my entire tafkir hachayim is. Not what I want. Not what will make me feel good. But I'm here for one reason. I'm here to, for the purpose of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem said, if that's the way there's a person who lives in the world, then I can live. I want to come to this world. That message of Aaron HaKadosh is so profound. We know the famous comment made by the Alshach HaKadosh. V'shachanti b'seicham. Hashem says, I want to dwell in them. What's in them? Hashem wants to dwell in all of us. Hashem wants to be part of our lives. How can we invite Him into our life when we live like Aaron HaKain? And we say, Hashem, whatever you throw down my way is fine. 
even if it's not glorious, even if it's not with unbelievable wealth or popularity like I want or that I think I even deserve. Hashem, I'm doing the best that you want me to be. It's an unbelievable level of realizing your purpose in life. It's not always about where you stand vis-a-vis the rest of the world. Not your status. It's your purpose on this world. There's an amazing story they say over with Rebbe Baruch Ber with the Kamenitz of Rosh Hashiva. That the, his daughter was engaged to a boy. And the boy broke the engagement. And his daughter was heartbroken. And the boy moved on with his life. A few months later, the boy reaches out to Rebbe Baruch Ber and says, I need, a, I need a letter for an endorsement for a position. I need you to write me a nice letter that I can be a rav in another town. I smicha. So the way the story goes, that not only did Rebbe Ber write him a letter, Rebbe had that letter read by other people to make sure that not an inkling of Negeus crept into that letter. And they asked Rebbe Ber, they said, how can you write a letter like that for a boy who broke your daughter's heart and it affected Rebbe Ber as well, as any good father would be if their daughter is heartbroken, they're also heartbroken. Rebbe Ber said there's two separate things. There's my feelings and then this, this boy's purpose. I was hurt and I was insulted and it broke my daughter's heart, yes. But I'm not going to interfere with him getting a position. That's completely not allowing your own feelings to make your decisions. That's saying, what does Hashem want me to do? Hashem wants me to give a, he passed his test, he deserves his smicha, so I'm going to give it to him. Irrelevant of my personal feelings, wants, and wishes. That's a madriga, to live life like that. That's how Aaron Akkoyim lived his life. And Hashem says, when you live your life like that, I can come live with you. Then I can come visit you. Then I can be part of you. Then I can live in you, Vishachanti Besaycham. And I think this message is repeated in the beginning of the parasha as well. Beginning of the parasha, the Torah lists all the different items that were needed for the building of the Mishkan. And one of the most unique of all of them was the Oyrois Techoshim, the highs of the Tachash animal. What was the Tachash animal? So Rashi quotes from Chazal. The Tachash animal was a special, unique animal that only existed at that time in history to produce hides, to go as a covering of the Mishkan. And Rashi describes this Tachash animal, the hides were multicolored, many, many different colors. And Rashi ends off, and it's called Sasgoina, Shesas umispo'er begavnim shalai. It rejoices and it's amazed by its many, many shades. So you stop and you read this Rashi, you might make a mistake and say, wow, this Tachash sounds like a haughty animal. He goes around being so proud of his stripes. Why would Hashem pick an animal that is, that is so haughty? We know Hashem runs away from anything that smells, that sounds gaivadik. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky asked, we know that Harsine was on the most humblest of mountains. <coughs> so why would Hashem want an animal that's going to be used on the building of his home to be haughty? And I believe the answer is that's not what the, the, the Tachash is saying. He's not saying, look at me, I'm haughty. He's saying, look, perhaps I look repulsive. When I think about an animal that's multi-splotted with colors. It's not attractive. It doesn't make it nice to the eye. And the Gemara has an opinion that it actually was a unicorn. It had a horn coming out of its head. Do you think that makes it look beautiful? You don't think the Tachash walked around thinking to himself, wow, I must be hideous. You don't think the Tachash needed a therapist to help him deal with his issues of how he looked and how he was perceived? He did. But all of that, the Tachash said, I am thrilled because this is the way Hashem made me. The Tachash embraced his shortcomings 
Instead of allowing it to put him down, he said, no, Hashem, you made me this way. If you made me this way, I'm thrilled to be this way. And the Torah is teaching us that this is the beginnings of the building of Hashem. You want Hashem in your home? Appreciate what you have. Don't be upset in what you're missing. Embrace what you have. Be proud of the way Hashem made you. With all of our shortcomings and our flaws. The, the Tachash wasn't running away. He was embracing. Same idea as Aaron Akain. We're not looking to be someone else. We're looking to be the best we, we can be. Embrace the way Hashem made us. And maybe that's why the Tachash animal doesn't exist today. It was a one-time thing. To show the world. Because where did that come from? This was heavenly sent. Because everything in life is directly just for us. Every lot in life that we have, every up and down and every mountain and hill that we climb in this world is a direct present l'sha'ah just for us. Heavenly sent just for us. Not for anyone else and not for future generations. Just now. Now is the, is the time you have to deal with whatever the issue may be. And therefore, Hashem looked at this animal. Hashem said, this is the animal that I want. I want the hides of this animal hanging, covering my house. Because this is the embodiment of what I, what I live for. This is what I want the Jewish people to learn from. That if you want Hashem to come to your house, it's not how fancy your house is. It's not how big your house is. It's when your house is built on the notion that whatever Hashem gives me, I am thrilled with and I'm proud of. That's the lesson of the Tachash. But there's another lesson as well that we can take away from the Tachash. Ramosh <clears throat> Sternbach points out that the different shades on the Tachash represent the different shades of Klal Yisrael. We're all very different. We all have very different backgrounds. But we all make up one big entity called Klal Yisrael. Hashem said, I want a multicolored, a multifaceted type of animal to represent my bias. Because you know the bias that I want to live in? It's going to be eclectic. You think there's only one way to serve Hashem? There must have been a break-off minion and another minion and an Ashkenaz and a Svar and a Svardi and a Kalbach minion. Hashem loves all of them. Because they're all trying to serve Him. They're all different, unique. But they all make up one entity called Kla Yisrael. As we enter the month of Adar, even Adar Harishon, there might still be this concept of Mishanich Desayad How do we obtain Simcha? The answer is by these two ideas. A, to realize Hashem gave me what I need and made me who I am and I am thrilled. Like the Tachash. Like Aaron Akoyin, who said, I'm happy my brother got chosen, and for some reason not me. I'm thrilled with the lot in life that I have. That breeds simcha. That's genuine joy. When you realize that what you have is what you're supposed to have. And secondly, how do we help bring simcha between two Jews? When we realize we're like the tachash. We're multi, multicolored. We're all different. We all come from different places, different backgrounds, different messiah, different tradition, different halacha even. But we all unify together to be to be on the house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because we're all trying to serve Him, and that's our ultimate goal. Hashem, we should learn from the parasha. What does it mean to appreciate what you have? Ultimate simcha. Recognizing the good, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu should continue to be marbe simcha for us. Just like when we enter Adah, we're supposed to be with simcha. Hashem should shower us and our families with simcha. We should realize, we should appreciate all the good that we have in our life. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu should send us brachas, vishuas, for ourselves, for our family, and for all of Klai. So have a wonderful Shabbos.